You're listening to the What Women Want Today podcast. If you love the idea of being part of a community of women who are looking to thrive, not just survive, you're in the right place. Join hosts Terry Cullums and Amanda Keeper each week as they bring you topics and guests to help you improve your relationships, your health, and your emotional and spiritual well-being. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the What Women Want Today podcast. I'm your host, Terry Kellums, and it's Christmas time, and we are all busy, crazy, trying to do these last-minute things, and I I am right there with you. Um, Christmas means a lot of things for different people. For some people, the holidays bring a ton of stress. I've already talked to a few people today um, that are sharing stories of things that are going on right now, this time of year at Christmas time. And so I know the holidays are a mixed bag for a lot of us. And, you know, personally, I will share with you that um, my struggle is, uh, you know, I don't live close to my adult children. So I don't get to spend very many holidays with my adult children. And my mom is gone and Christmas was always very special to her. So it can be really tough for me to make meaning out of the holiday without the feelings that I got when I was younger and when my kids were younger and, you know, nothing stays the same, right? Nothing, we can always count on change and the holidays are just, I'm struggling to put my finger on what makes it meaningful for me. Um, and so I'm sure I'm not alone in that. However, today I want to introduce a special series that I'm going to do over the next 12 days. Uh, They're just going to be short episodes that are meant to be thought provoking and that you can take something actionable away from to reflect on, to journal on, to consider um, for the upcoming year. But I want to start with letting you know that I I love Christmas music. I think I've said that uh, in the last couple episodes, at least once. I love Christmas music and I feel like it has its own season from the day after Thanksgiving until Christmas day. And I've always loved Christmas music. When my um, daughters were young, I would um, help them create like little dances that they could like perform for the family at Christmas time. And We've always, uh, me and my daughters have always enjoyed listening to Christmas music in the car and uh, singing our our favorite parts. And um, just every time you put up your Christmas tree, you know, you always have the Christmas music on and you're always singing. And it's just Christmas music just is, um, I don't even know where I got the love of it from because I don't remember my mom playing it a lot, but I've always had a love for it. And it's only intensified over the years as I've um, become an adult. and when I was a leader at the insurance company I worked for, we would um, really make the uh, the holidays special. We would always do things to make it seem fun to be at work around the holidays, decorated and just all sorts of little um, activities that we would play on. And one year we acted out the 12 days of Christmas uh, as a little skit during our, our like meeting where a lot of people got to come and gather together. And um, I hadn't thought about the 12 days of Christmas specifically, you know, on its own in quite a while. And then something happened the other day. I, I got a Christmas letter from a friend, uh, a couple that Brian and I are friends with that don't live close to us that uh, we don't get to talk to very often. 
and she had kind of chronicled the year um, that they had, you know, the things that they had done, the highs and lows of the year. And she put it together really beautifully. And I, I really loved it. And um, that, it inspired me to think about the 12 days of Christmas. And I got to be honest with you, I always thought the 12 days of Christmas were the 12 days leading up to Christmas. But it turns out that the 12 days of Christmas begin on December 25th. So I am going to release these episodes, yes, these episodes in this series that I'm doing. I'm going to try really hard. I know it can get hectic. We're leaving on Saturday for Phoenix. I'm going to try really hard to release one every day so that you just have a little bit of something every day. They're not going to be long. They're not going to be, you know, overly complicated um, concepts that I want to talk to you about for the, tw the 12 days of Christmas. But I thought it would be a little bit fun. And I had a friend who told me about something that she does that it kind of like played into what I wanted to talk to you about today, which is she said at the end of the year, um, she always looks back and reflects on the year and she looks at her goals and she asks herself, you know, what goals did I accomplish? And if I didn't accomplish them, are they something I want to continue to try to work on for the next year? And I don't remember all the specifics of hers, but it is, it is inspirational to me that we can take time at the end of a year to kind of reflect back on the year and celebrate and, and think about all the things that were awesome about the year, but also the things that were challenges, like what can we, what can we learn from them? What are our takeaways? Um, I love the expression that life is not happening to me, it's happening for me. So, you know, what did these particular challenges um, do for me? What did they teach me? What lessons can I bring away from that experience and apply it to my life in a way that's um, going to move me forward? And so I thought that's what today would be about. It would be about, um, you know, reflecting on the past year. And if you're someone who journals, I don't know, you might be interested in going back and, and looking at some of your, your thoughts that you wrote down. Um, if you're not, um, I love looking at my, my photos. You know, I have an Apple phone and I get those memories that pop up all the time. And I, I just, I love looking at them and I love sharing them with the person that's in the picture or, um, or with Brian, my husband, and, and just kind of like talking about the memory for a little bit. So, um, I know that this year for me, <laughs> well, I'll say this, like last year, it was about this time, I believe that I thought I am going to, um, bring on a co-host for the podcast. Um, I want to bring some fresh perspective, some, from some new energy into the podcast. I'm going to look for a co-host. And I brought on Elizabeth and she was with me for, I don't know, even remember how many episodes, not a ton, maybe 12. Uh, she was with me for a short time. And then um, I ended up bringing on my, my friend Amanda and we've had a lot of fun. And but I've learned some lessons. I've learned some things about myself through the process of trying to collaborate and coordinate life with another person. And it's not easy. But one of the things I did um, take away from my time with Elizabeth is um, that she was an author and she was really excited. I don't know if you guys remember about the book challenge that she wanted to do. And she brought that to us, introduced that into our lives um, early in the year this year. Um, so at first I thought I was going to write a whole different kind of book than, than what I ended up working on. So I did end up, I didn't go through with the challenge as far as the way she wanted to run it through the Facebook group and everything, our private community. But I did 
take steps and it started around, I, I played around with some different ideas and took some different classes online. And I think it was about July where I got really serious about it and um, worked with a book coach. And he really helped me understand how you go about researching a book that someone's going to want to read. And I'd have to say between him and some of the conversation conversations I would have with Amanda, because she is a leadership trainer, um, some of those conversations really reignited in me what I've been missing from my corporate job. Um, just that, that leadership aspect. Um, and so the book I, I'm working on, I had hoped I really was making a push to get it out by the end of the year. And, you know, things just don't always happen in our time. Things don't happen the way we want them to. Um, they don't go smoothly all the time. And so am I, am I going to look back? I'm not going to get the book out before Christmas, but am I going to look at that particular aspect of this past year and say I failed? I'm definitely not because I'm probably, gosh, I, w I wish I could think of a percentage to apply to it. It's complicated. Um, I am in the editing process of the book. Um, I'm in the process of choosing a book cover design. I'm, I've got it narrowed down to about two. So am I going to look at it as a failure because I didn't get the book accomplished this year? No. <laughs> I mean, writing a book is, I will forever look at authors and have a whole different level of respect for them than I already do. I mean, I'm, I've always been an avid reader, but I've never really thought about it from the perspective of the process it takes to write a book. So um, I've learned a lot this year. Um, I've had a lot of very frustrating moments where I just wanted to bang my head against the desk, um, but I've grown from it. So when I'm looking at, when I'm going to redo my own reflection on this year, I am going to look at that as a win. I'm going to put that in the win column because I will have the book out early next year and it still will be very timely for those that I, I intend to be my audience. And so um, that's one aspect of it. And I mean, if you've been following me on social media, I haven't talked about it too much on the podcast, but um, if you've been following me on social media, you might have learned that we got in a car accident or a motorcycle accident. Um, and they found during the CAT scan, they found a thyroid nodule, which I had to have biopsy to check for cancer. And then Brian had a, can a skin cancer scare. And most recently, um, in fact, I just got the results on Tuesday. I had to go in for a surgery. And during that surgery, they did a biopsy and that came back cancer-free. So I also had a lot of health challenges this year, which, you know, if you look at it from, you know, was that life happening to me or happening for me? It led me to a whole set of choices about my health that have moved me in an entirely new direction. And I hope to talk about that um, on the podcast um, in the next year. So um, I'm going to look at my health goals as a win. Um, I started out like one of my, and I don't make resolutions, but one of the things that I said that I want to do to be a better human um, for the planet is um, I was using an insane amount of like plastic storage bags, like, you know, sandwich bags and quart size bags and gallon size bags. And 
I, I have this terrible habit. I'm wondering if you can relate to this. I'm, I have this terrible habit of, um, I don't want to waste food. So no matter what amount of food it is, it's usually not always huge. I will store it in the fridge only to turn around the next week when I get ready to go to the grocery store and throw that food away. And Brian and I had watched a documentary on Netflix and um, it was all about like how much food goes into our landfills and how much methylene gas it produces and just the amount of food waste that we have in the world, not just America, but it is just astounding. So um, I'm like, well, I this is what I'm going to do for the planet. This is I, I'm going to further reduce my food waste. I have a, a composter sits on my well, did sit on my counter. It just takes up a lot of space on my little tiny counter. But I did buy a composter. If you're interested in finding out what that is, um, go over to our Facebook group and you know ask me about the composter. Feel free to DM me on Instagram. Send an email at www.the2daypodcast at gmail.com. That link is in our show notes. Um, I'd be happy to share the composter that I use. But um, what I do is um, I save food scraps. And once, maybe sometimes twice a week, I will run my little composter and it turns my food waste into compost that I can use for our, you know, vegetable garden or houseplants or outside flowers, uh, rose bushes, all that kind of stuff. So that was my contribution um, to food waste and, and lightening the load on the planet. The use of the plastic bags. I have not bought a brand new container. I still have the ones I had from last year in my drawer. Um, I can't say I didn't use one all year because I know I did. Um, but I drastically, I'm, I'm going to guess about 90% reduced my use of plastic baggies. And that had a ripple effect because after that, I started saying to myself, okay, well, you know, I'm reducing my plastic bag usage what is the impact on these plastic bags anyway? And then I started learning about BPAs and forever chemicals and I switched all my food storage to glass. So now I'm storing things in glass. I'm taking like, we go through an insane amount of like pickles and um, almond butter or cashew butter, those types of things um, that are in pla uh, glass glasses. We use those kind of things a lot. So anything that I have that's um, a glass container I recycle it. I send it through my dishwasher. I make sure it's nice and clean. I use it for food storage. Um, so it, you know, little things can have a big effect. Like think about, think about, uh, uh, and I, if you're on YouTube watching me, you know, I always have to talk with my hands, but think about a pond, like a very still, very calm pond. Now think about if you throw a rock, if you toss a rock out into that pond and it makes all those little ripples. So one small rock makes ripples. One tiny change that you decide to do can, can lead to other smaller changes, which ends up being a bigger effect. So the plastic bags, the food storage led me to looking at other single waste use products um, that I use, like the cotton pads we use to take our makeup off um, or apply toner. Um, I've switched to reusable ones that I wash once a week. Um, I, you know, I can't think of a great replacement for Q-tips, even though I don't use a lot of them, but I've cut down on that. Like all these little things, they, they make an impact 
you know, have you guys ever heard that story about the boy walking along the beach that's, you know, throwing the, I think it was starfish, throwing the starfish back into the, um, into the ocean. And he was walking with his grandpa and his grandpa said, you know, you're not going to make a difference. You're just one person. There's thousands of them. And he said, well, I made a difference to that one. And that's kind of how, you know, I approached my, my sort of intention for the year, my goal for the year to, to reduce my use of um, plastic bags is I'm just a, I'm just a small rock in a big pond, but if I can influence someone else to also make changes, then my ripple becomes bigger. My, my reach is expanded beyond just that pond, right? So that's what I'm going to ask you to think about today on the day of um, the birth of Christ. Um, consider it like a rebirth or a new birth. Um, and I also thought it was interesting to look up the the um, definition of um, the 12 days of Christmas. So the partridge in the pear tree is the first day of Christmas. And it it says it, it, it represents protection and nurturing while the pear tree symbolizes growth and abundance. So I want you to think about protective elements in your life and the growth you've experienced over the past year. Um, that's all I have for you today on the, on the first day of the 12 days of Christmas. Um, if you celebrate, I wish you a very Merry Christmas. If you don't, that's okay too. Have your own day in your own way. And I'm glad you joined me. And I will see you all tomorrow for the second day of the 12 days of Christmas. Have a wonderful day. And I hope you had a wonderful day spending it with family or those that you love. Take care. See you next time. Amanda, I don't know if this ever happens to you, but I sometimes will learn something really cool on a podcast, on a YouTube video, audiobook, whatever. I think I'm going to remember it. And then I forget. Does that ever happen to you? Yeah, I call it brain after 40 all the time. <laughs> well, that's what we'll officially call it. But we've come up with something. Do you want to introduce it? Sure. It's by it's from an app called Quick, Jim Quick, and it's an acronym called FAST. Yeah, and the F, it stands for Facebook. So we're inviting you officially right now to come over and join us on Facebook. Get involved with the community. Share your favorite episodes with your friends on Facebook. Yeah, the A is um, go ahead and take an action. So you can't remember anything if you don't act. And S is for subscribe. Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. And then T is teach. Teach what you've learned to somebody else. Share the love. All right. We hope that works for you. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.